From the Night Shift Crew Studios in the D.C. metro area, this is The Statement Show. I am your host, Terry James, along with my co-host, Zach Chahi. We're covering sports, technology, entertainment, news, and everything in between. The lights are on. It's Sunday, August 26. Welcome back to another episode of The Statement Show. I'm Terry James. I'm Zach Chae. Hey, we just uh, wanted to thank everyone who's been following us on Twitter, at Statement Show, and visiting us on our website at www.thestatementshow.com. We have a great show lined up for you today, but first, I want to talk about a story that Zach you know, has some uh, some passion for. Yesterday, we lost Apollo 11 and first man to walk on the moon astronaut, Mr. Neil Armstrong, Zach. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 82 years old. He's the first person to step foot on the moon. He was a pilot in the Korean War. He always looked at this as though this was just his job, but he liked to further the space exploration. I've been reading numerous obituaries. Uh, If you go to Buzz Aldrin's website at buzzaldrin.com, that's B-U-Z-Z-A-L-D-R-I-N.com, you can read his official statement on the passing of Neil Armstrong. He's an icon, so you're going to see a lot of stories. It's It's a really big deal, obviously. According to what I've read, read on here, Armstrong was 82. He, he died Saturday after surgery early this month for blocked arteries. Fighter pilot in the Korean War. He was a test pilot uh, and engineering professor. He's also remembered as the astronaut who fulfilled the goal President John F. Kennedy to set out to put a man on the moon by the end of the 1960s and for the first among equals in the pantheon of astronauts from the moon race. Neil Armstrong was the greatest of American heroes, not just for his time, but of all time. This is from President Obama, by the way. When he and his fellow crew members lifted off aboard Apollo 11 in 1969, they carried with them the aspirations of the entire nation. Armstrong taught engineering at the University of Cincinnati from 1971 to 1979 after retiring from NASA. He served at the Presidential Commission that investigated the 1986 loss of the Space Shuttle Challenger. He lived quietly in Ohio until his recent years when he spoke out against NASA's current plans to not pursue a return to the moon landings and rely upon private spacecraft. He wasn't political in his concerns. He was speaking of his own experience says John Lungston, author of John F. Kennedy, The Race to the Moon. He avoided the public spotlight as the first man on the moon, but his name will be famous forever. He's gone, but his footprints are still up there, and he will be remembered centuries from now. That's one of the things I, I kind of look at. Is way beyond his lifespan, he'll always be remembered as the first man to step foot on the moon. They put the flag up. Uh, everybody remembers seeing that video, of course. His footsteps will live on the moon forever, so there will always be a part of him up there. The, the amazing thing is he didn't really seek the uh, the limelight. He just kind of looked at this as though it was his job and it was his duty. It's kind of why I really liked him. He's really quiet and soft-spoken. Like I said, he didn't go out of his way to look for this. New Armstrong right. passed away, born in 1930, passed away in 2012. And the, the name of it escapes me right now, but I know you and I were watching it, the uh, exploration of the Apollo 11, that documentary that we were watching, and that, that was pretty amazing. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. The Discovery Channel did a documentary called The NASA Missions. Uh, fantastic. It's a fantastic the uh, uh, documentary series. It's on DVD. I would definitely recommend that for anybody to go out there. If you want to, it's interviews with all the original astronauts that are still surviving, obviously. Quite a few stories that they kind of tell you about, you know, the complications, things that nobody really kind of knew was going on uh, at the time of the missions. So right. it's extremely well put together documentary. So I recommend anybody who goes to Discovery Channel's website, get that documentary. They'll, they really will enjoy it. 
Mm-hmm. It's also on Netflix, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was really good. I mean, I th- there was a lot of things in there that I just I had no idea about. It was it was it was a really good documentary. So I, I didn't want to get too heavy into this. Uh, I just wanted everybody to realize uh, this very iconic person that just passed away. So you should check out uh, Buzz Aldrin's website. Check out what he had to say about Neil. Go ahead and, and check out the, the the documentary on Netflix, or go ahead and purchase the documentary. It's you really like it. It's very enjoyable, and maybe get you excited about the space exploration again, and, and maybe get a hold of your congressman and, and tell him that you really do think we should be putting more into the space effort. I think Agreed. we've kind of dropped out of that a little bit. All I want to say is everybody just take a moment and, and think about that. And when you look up in the sky, remember Neil Armstrong. He's off to the next great adventure. Obviously, that we will all soon you know that we'll all be there eventually we're just going to move on from there and pick up the beat here a little bit and we also want to talk about dame drops on youtube big sensation on youtube something that you kind of got me into (laughs) right yeah um i was actually uh watching something totally unrelated anyone who's familiar with youtube knows that you know you could be sitting around looking up I i don't know cars Something to do with cars. The next thing you know, something's over on the right-hand side, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, I'll check that out. Well, that's kind of how I stumbled upon it. If, if you're not familiar with Dame Drops, basically— He reviews fast food, right? <laughs> right. He, uh, he reviews fast food, and, and a majority of them are out of his car, as, as ironically as it sounds. Basically what happens is uh, he, he started off with just a, a simple review— um, he decided he was going to go to a couple places and maybe he goes to Wendy's and, and does their cheeseburger or their French fries or their Frosties or whatever the case may be. And then he does the review out of his car. Well, he's gotten rather large now to the point to where YouTube viewers actually will recommend certain places. The one that I saw that kind of turned me on to the whole entire thing was uh, the Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Uh, and when I saw that, uh, I was addicted to this guy. <laughs> and I sat around, and they're not very long, you know, five, ten minutes. I, I don't think any I'm, of them are ten minutes, like five, six, seven minutes long. We're gonna, li- I'm gonna put a link to his uh, YouTube channel on our website. So if anybody wants to go to www.thestatementshow.com, go check out his channel. I mean, it's absolutely funny. It's hilarious. You know what? As and, and of course, leading up to all this, we actually will be interviewing him for next week's show, Zach. Yeah, we set it up. We're gonna do a we're gonna do an interview with Mr. Dame Drops. The one that I thought was really funny. If you go through, you look at the multiple rev- uh, reviews he does of food. He actually allows people to send him an email and say what they'd like for him to review, so you can put a request out there, which I think is really kind of cool. He's very passionate about what he does, obviously, and it's something that's kind of original. You don't see this much, and I think that's what kind of you can't really fake originality. So it's right. something he does really well, and he has excitement for what he's doing. So he's, he's he's extremely funny. He's hilarious. And that's what I think kind of comes off. It's very unique. So that's Dame Drops, D-A-Y-M-D-R-O-P-S. And that's on YouTube. Go check it out. He's, he's really funny. Subscribe to his channel. He's got well over, from what I'm looking at right here at this point, he's got over 3 million video views. And he's got over 43,000. He's pretty close to 44,000 subscribers. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So... I remember watching that the one he did with the Sunday and the bacon. Right. Oh my god, that was that's off the hook. I mean, he right. He had nine one one ready to dial up, and <laughs> I mean, you don't really think of eating Sunday. You don't think of bacon. No. It's ridiculous. I I, I just I, I would never order a Sunday bacon, but but watching him, honestly, <laughs> I think I, I I would go and get this and try it. Um, you know, I remember when I was actually watching the video because I I'd, I'd had that 
about a month beforehand, and I said the exact same thing. Uh, my wife and I went to Burger King, and we order, and and we see this bacon sundae. And my wife goes, oh, my God, Terry, this this looks like something that you would probably try. Because she would never try something like that. She just has no interest in wanting to branch out. And she kind of likes what she likes. And and I'm, I'm riding down the road, and I'm trying this thing. And I'm like, I open it up, and there's this big piece of bacon, this big hunk of bacon that's just out of the top of it. You're saying to yourself, there's no way this is going to be good. But you're wrong. It's delicious. So I was kind of trying so you, to figure you've out. Had, you've had this Sunday? Absolutely. Oh my goodness, is good. Yeah, I mean, is there, you know. Let me ask you a question: Is there bacon all through this thing, or is this yeah. just like strips sticking out of the top, and it's kind of like a theming, or is yeah, there bacon no. all the way through? No, there there is a big piece of bacon that's sticking out of the top, but there's bacon all through it as well. Oh wow! And there's like caramel and hot, you know, hot fudge, and just there's just massive amounts of everything. And just like he says in his video. It's wrong. It's wrong in so many ways. It's it's unhealthy. It's just bad. You know, I mean, like ice cream's bad for you to begin with. You yeah, know, but fat, sugar, calories. Oh. You're just adding bacon to it. You're just kind of making it worse. Oh, for the love of God, it is so bad. I mean, that's you, like when you that's like when you go to these carnivals and you and you they deep fry Oreos or Twinkies. Yeah, it's, you're taking something that's extremely unhealthy for you already, mm -hmm. and you're making it. Ten times worse. hundred times worse. By deep frying it. Exactly. <laughs> but guess what? I'll eat it anyway. I don't care. So what, are some, of the other, what are some of the other foods he, he does? Uh, he's got uh, – he, he does a lot of uh, like a Wendy's or, or I think Burger King. He, he'll do a lot of Burger King. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I know that he did like that uh, – what is it? That Shamrock Shake or whatever it is at McDonald's. Oh, I love um, the Shamrock Shake. Yeah, right. Well, right. right now I'm looking at his channel. I see he did the Dairy Queen Royal Mint Shake. Right. So I wonder if that's kind of like the ripoff of the Shamrock Shake because mm -hmm. how many mint shakes can you have? It's, it's basically it's, terminology in my opinion. It's amazing. So, I mean, if anyone, you know, if, if you go to his site and you have some place and he and he'll say in his videos if it's if it's close to him or within driving distance, he'll he'll go check it out. So, Definitely. I'm, I know one thing. I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm definitely excited to interview him next week. Maybe throw a suggestion or two out for him myself. So, uh, fame drops. Oh, yeah. So if anybody has any, anything they'd like to ask, go ahead and send us an email and we'll, and we'll, uh, go ahead and ask them, uh, when we do the interview here coming up this week. I'm reading stories here. We're coming up with show ideas and we kind of like to go through the news and see what we're going to talk about. I, I knew this one was, was right up your alley. Kids cutting through the mall stealing sneakers. Now, Terry kind of knows a little bit about sneakers, and I think it's just kind yeah. of funny to be honest with you. There's this, they got a mugshot plastered to this guy, what, 19 years old, cutting through the mall. But it was, so how many of them? Three of them? Well, well, yeah. Let, let me give you a little bit of a backdrop on it. Uh, what I, what I've gathered out of it was three teens, uh, basically decided to break into a Houston, Texas mall. And what they were going to do was steal, uh, well, what they did, try to do was steal 16 pairs of Air Jordan shoes. Uh, basically what they did was they cut a hole through the roof of the mall. You, you can't make that up. They, they, they tried to cut a hole through the roof of the mall. They go down, they steal 16 pairs of shoes or at least attempt to. Now, here's, here's what I'm going to say, Zach. I, I'm going to, for the sake of this, just for the sake of this segment, play devil's advocate here and say this, and by no means do I think it's right to be breaking into a mall and doing such a thing, but $175 for 
for a pair of shoes is fucking ridiculous. For, all, for I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, I can remember when I was young. My mom and my dad would try to take me to the mall or to the shoe store or wherever in the world we were going. And I would try. I would literally just be begging my dad for a $50, $60, $70 pair of shoes. And he would be like, you know what, boy? If I'm going to pay that kind of money, you're going to wear them, you know, this year and next year. Oh, sure. So $175 for a pair of shoes? I mean, it's no wonder that we got the type of things that's happening right now. I mean, if my parents took me to pay less, I got $30, $40 pair of shoes if I was lucky. $175 for a pair of shoes. They had 16 pairs that they were going to steal, apparently. Yeah. First of all, I'm looking at these shoes and I'm trying to figure out what's so special about them. I mean, they don't look like anything special. It's all hype. People don't even wear them anymore because people get shot. Uh, You get held up for these shoes. Right. So it was kind of like uh, the big craze with the uh, what were the jackets, the Timberlake Timberland jackets. That people Timberland had a, jacket, right. yeah, people had a big thing about the Timberland jackets. So it's it's kind of crazy with these shoes. I, I don't really see what the whole hype is about, other than the fact that they've kind of been overhyped. They're expensive, and they each store has a limited supply, which we all know nowadays. Whenever somebody comes out with a product that's in that's in demand, they purposely make a limited amount because it builds up so much hype. They did it with the PS3, they did it with the Xbox, right. they did it with the Wii. Now they're doing it they do it with these shoes because it keeps well, demand high. Basically what's happened, Zach, is back in our day, if you remember correctly, you know, Jordan had, you know, he, he basically revolutionized the, the shoe game as it was. I mean, you know, you certainly you had the, the Chuck Taylors and, you know, you had a couple of, you know, some New Balance or whatever. But then he didn't, make, Jordan, the, he didn't make the shoes. It, well, ain't, no, it ain't like Jordan's in the not, factory no. designing these bad boys. He obviously was the brand behind everything. So yeah, it's he, a name. Yeah. he revolutionized what we consider is to be the shoe game as it is right now. So basically what's happening is all the shoes that were put out at that time, back in our day, are now being brought out again. They're just consi- they're considering them retro style now. So that's that's where it's at. And if you know anything about the shoe game, it's big business. I mean, when these big shoe companies name a release date, you have people camping out for days waiting on the shoes. I mean, most I of them... I guess that's where I, I kind of do... I just don't get it myself because as far as I'm concerned, I feel... I feel fantastic walking out of a shoe store if they have shoes in my size. I I, I don't see the big deal with this, but I mean, obviously, you know a little bit more about about this, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole branding issue, obviously. Well, here here's the thing: most of them they 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 don't want to wear them; they just want to sell them. I mean, for much much more, they get these shoes, okay, for about you know 125, 150, 175 dollars, okay, and within minutes, within minutes of them getting home, posting them on eBay. They're getting double, triple, sometimes even more. For instance, I don't, you know, I mean, I know that, 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 you know, again, if you know anything about the shoe game, Kanye West had a pair of shoes out, I don't know, a couple months back or whatever it was. He puts them out for about $275. Puts these shoes out for $275, which is outrageous anyway, but they made, you know, limited, they, they, they put it on limited release. So these, you know, the kids, whoever it is, goes, camps out, does whatever they have. They have connections within whether it be the entertainment business or, you know, an athlete or whatever. And, you know, obviously the bigger guys, they, they'll want to wear them. But you get some guys that go, you know what, I'll take this $275. I'll stick them up on eBay. And within an hour, if not less, they were on eBay. And I know this for a fact because my oldest son and my middle son both checked it out because they're huge into the shoe game. 
those same $275 pair of shoes were up for $2,000. And that's ridiculous. And it's people a were buying pair of shoes people, for Pete's people sake. People were buying them, Zach. That's the thing. Are they wearing them though? Probably not. And that's I what mean, I don't, and that's, that's, that's what it comes down to me in a nutshell. You're buying a pair of shoes they ain't never gonna wear. They say Michael Jordan on. It's got a picture of him, a picture of a black and white image of somebody jump, you know, making a dunk. I mean, I, I realize it's a bunch of hype. It's just, but it's a sneaker, and it's ridiculous. They, it ain't $175 worth of product here. It's just like the perfume industry. How every time a celebrity starts to make a name for themselves, what's one of the things they do? Oh, I've, I've come out with my own scent. All right, what I get tired of hearing is celebrities coming out with their own scent. You know, you weren't in the factory. You were not a chemist. You didn't come up with your own scent. They came to you and asked for your name. And you said, oh, well, yeah, I'll market it that way. You didn't come up with a scent. No. They're using your name, and they've come up with a scent. They make it sound like that they're doing all the footwork. They didn't do a damn thing. With these shoes, I, I just don't get the hype. I do, I do understand where you're coming from, but let's be real for one second, Zach. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're going to use the argument of no shoe is worth this or no shoe is worth that, you could say, okay, I'm gonna go to pay less and find a decent shoe for 35 or $40. I'm not paying $125 for a shoe. You can make that argument. But again, you could make the same argument for I'm going to go to the car lot and I'm going to buy a Kia for $12,000. Or I could go to the Lexus lot and buy something for $70,000. You're you're paying for the name. You know what? The, it's a the, symbol too. But here's the thing, Zach. If you're driving you're riding, around a BMW, what are you saying? you're riding around in a Kia, nobody gives a shit about you. You're riding around in a $75,000 Lexus. People are going, oh, my God, this guy is amazing. It's a status symbol, and we know this. And you can't expect the kids who are at this point right now, middle school, high school. Man, what were you doing in middle school or high school? You were trying to you were trying to get that reputation. And if you have the reputation. I'm trying not to get my ass kicked. You're yeah, trying to, yeah. yeah, right. But and, and, and here's the thing. If you're rolling around in some shitty pair of $20 shoes, you're about to get your ass kicked for it because people know this. We're like, oh my god, you're gonna get made fun of. If you've got the $150 Jordans on, people, and, and, and I know this because I was just the, I was at the other, and, and, and my middle son actually has a pair of $200 shoes. He got it while we were out in Seattle. So I can, I can attest for this, but we were at, um, a finish line or, or somewhere the other day. And I was getting a pair of, uh, actually, the funny part of it, I was getting a pair of Jordans for my little one to go back to school in. My middle son was with me. The guy's there at finish line. Oh my goodness. You know, where'd you get those shoes? You know, those are amazing. Those are limited edition, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I do understand what I pay $200 for a pair of shoes. No. But I mean, I'm also the kind of person that wouldn't pay $70,000 for a Lexus or $100,000 for a Bentley or whatever. You know, I can look at it and go, that's not where I'd want to put my money. You know, and, and it goes the same for a house or whatever. You know, you could get a house for, you know, $100,000, $150,000, but you could also go spend somewhere millions. else. Yeah, You could also spend millions. So, I mean, it is what it is. I understand. But I mean, the shoe companies have made it borderline impossible for people, you know, unless they're like us that are at a point that have a, a good paying job that are that are going somewhere and can actually afford to do it. But 16, 17, 18 year old kids, unless they're doing illegal activities or have a super good job, are not going to be able to afford a, a $200 pair of shoes 
and then this is what happens. You know, well, they nineteen never... years old, dropping through a roof, stealing pairs of shoes sure. that were worth one hundred seventy five dollars retail, which we know is wrong. He wasn't selling them for no one hundred seventy five dollar retail. No. We all know eBay was coming or Craigslist. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. So I just think I don't know. It's it's gotten to the hype. I would have thought that they would have stopped selling the shoes once Michael Jordan had retired, maybe a few years afterwards. But it's just as big now and much, much bigger. Yeah. So it's a whole branding issue, really. Yeah. And, and, you know, as long as they're going to keep making millions upon millions of dollars on it, they're going to keep doing it. And why, why would they not? If I, if I could do it, I would do it. I mean, so, I mean, I can't blame shoe companies for doing it. So how often does this, do they come out with these shoes every year? Is this like a a yearly thing, a monthly thing? There's sites out there. I think one of them is nicekicks.com. They literally have release dates for, for shoes. And, and you know what? You know, some of them may be like next week. Some of them may be next month. And then they'll have other ones for next year. I mean, that's how highly anticipated some of the shoes are. Uh, and, and I'm not mad at them. I, I, I wish that they could make it a little bit less of an issue to the point to where they're, and then they know what they're doing. They're, they're, they're taking this and they're going, we're only going to put out X amount of shoes. And then the people that camp out for days or whatever to get these shoes are going to be the only ones that get them. And then after that, hey, good luck. Get on eBay and try to find them for triple. And until things stop like that, which literally degrades the shoe game as it is, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's the one thing that I can't stand. I mean, you know, it's bad enough that they're $175. But when you when you put it at a limited edition, then all of a sudden you're looking at people that are cutting holes in the roof of a mall and you're upset about the fact that they're doing that, and oh my goodness, why I mean, are they they're looking doing... at serious jail time here? Sure, so. they are. Yeah, and I mean, but I mean, you know, I mean, again, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm not one to really sit around and judge either. So I just can't do it. I don't. It, I'm it, no, I'm no connoisseur shoes. Obviously, I'll, I have no sense of like the brand. I will buy Adidas. I will buy Nike, Reebok. Uh, I'll wear a Nike shirt with Reebok shoes. I mean, I've been yelled at by my wife. I can't believe right. you're going out like that. Yeah. But no, I, I don't care. No, I, I look wife. at it like, so what? The emblems are different. I, I guess to me, it's no big deal. But some people look at that and can't believe you're doing that in public. Uh, you got to stay fresh. Come on, man. No, it's not my thing. I, I, I'm <laughs> too old for that crap, and I don't really give a shit. So I go online. Uh, I've gone to the shoe store. I've bought shoes. Basically, sight unseen, I find a style I like, and then they end up having to order them for me online. Sure. You bought shoes online too, right? All, all the time. Well, if you buy shoes online, I buy shoes online, why doesn't everybody just come to our website, click through Amazon, and get their shoes on Amazon? I've done it. You've done it. Go through Amazon. Go to thestatementshow.com. Click on the Amazon link. Buy a pair of shoes. Help us get a nickel, and we'll keep the show running. So – you, you've obviously been listening to all these shootings that have been going on recently. To me, it seems like every week there's a new mass shooting going on, and mm-hmm. as horrible as it is, and, and it's very, it's deplorable. Uh, obviously, uh, we have this this crazy lunatic that went into a movie theater and shot all kinds of people up. Recently, here now, the shooting in New York, mm-hmm. with outside of the Empire State Building. Right. Um, I don't know if people are aware of what happened. This is only a few days ago. Uh, it's it's pretty it's getting to be a, a serious situation here. You have there you know you go online they're showing you the victims of people who've been shot by this lunatic. Uh, apparently he was a co- he was somebody that was employed out out in the at one of these was it a clothing store or I, I don't even know if they get into the guy who who went around shooting everybody. 
He was just yeah, shooting I, right. I think it was a clothing store. Yeah, he was just shooting random people. Um, he had been fired from the location for over a year, and he comes back and just started fire shooting people. It's sad, obviously. Uh, the police were quick to respond, but he was able to kill two people and injure nine. Yeah. I, well, I, I'm not sure whether or not he was the one that, that injured everyone or whether or not just within the gunfight itself or whether some people just got injured. Yeah, there's kind of a – it's kind of a conflicting story, so I don't. I, I'm sure over the next few weeks um, we'll hear more about what happened and how that went down. But it just seems like with the economy downturn, people are, are getting a little more out of control. They blame people at their job for being laid off or getting fired. They they decide they're going to go back. I mean, you not too long ago, a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, this individual they pulled over in a car who had all those weapons in his vehicle, and he said he right. was on his way to to a job he had previously been terminated from. This is getting to be a situation where it's happening more often. It's a very serious – hopefully we're not going to see it, this as an escalation, but it just seems like more and more of it is happening with the shootings. And it's kind of a scary situation. You, you think about being somewhere with your family and some nut or lunatic you know, just starts shooting into the crowd. Well, yeah. I mean you think of those two – incidences um in general they were just wanting to go to a movie and enjoy their night man and then and then you know the guys up in there in new york city they got tour buses going they've got all the other things that are and people are just wanting to walk along maybe go to work grab a you know grab some breakfast or check out the city and then this happens i mean it's amazing anymore you just can't do anything exactly i i, I don't know where it's going i mean you've got the shootings you've got you, you wonder if maybe the there were people in the crowd who were carrying their own weapons had this been stopped. I know there's arguments against carrying weapons. and Well, especially in New York City. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have <laughs> – we have. Uh, I'm out of Maryland here. We have strict, strict gun laws in Maryland. My only issue with the whole situation is criminals are not worried about getting a gun permit. So I kind of – I'm on the edge of if a private citizen wants to have a concealed weapons permit, they should be able to have one as long as they can handle the responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility too. Well, I know here in PA we can, but obviously Maryland's a little different. I was out of PA for a short period of while. And, and just to kind of give people an idea of what it's like, if you go to the sh- local sheriff's department in Pennsylvania, all you have to do is pay at the time now, albeit this was a good bit of time ago, I, I guess 14, 15 years ago, all I had to do was get a passport picture and pay a $12 fee, I believe, at the time. Uh, give them a check for $12, and then you come back two weeks later to see if you were approved. If you're approved, they hand you your gun permit, and they hand you a piece of paper telling you what that they offer a free gun safety course that you do not have to take, by the way. But it kind of gives you the proper way to handle a weapon. I just kind of did it to see if I – oh, I mean, I just put self-defense down on the paperwork. I just did it to see if it was something that I could get. You know, I was curious, so I went ahead and tried it. I got the permit. No problem. I'm not a I'm not a convicted felon. I don't have any record. I've never really been in trouble with the law. So I went ahead and I filed for it and see if I could get it. And I was approved. I never bought a gun, though. Right. All the years that I had that permit, never once did I ever buy a gun. But it always makes you wonder in some of these situations, if somebody had a permit or somebody was carrying a weapon, would something like this have been stopped before it escalated to a, a bad level? So Right, sure. That That's a good point. I mean, it, it, it definitely, you know, you and I have went back and forth on, like, for instance, here in Pennsylvania versus uh, Washington, D.C. In D.C., you could go to the McDonald's and see an armed guard sitting there. I mean, you, you, you know, 
it, it's nothing to have your security guard to be armed there. Here at, in Pennsylvania at the McDonald's, I would not know what to do if there was a security guard with a gun on the side of his hip there. You know, when I, when I go up there to work towards DC, if I have to stop and get gas, you can't simply just walk in and pay for your gas a lot of the times. I mean, it's, it's bulletproof glass and you're sliding your money through the little hole and, you know, we get up here and it's just, it's different. So it makes me wonder that within the next five, 10 years, whatever, this little area that I'm in is going to be just the same as it is down in DC right now. Sure. I mean, like I said, a lot of it's because of the downturn of the economy, the, the loss of jobs. People just don't have enough to pay for things. Like you were saying about the gas. Remember, I can remember the day when you went up, you turned the gas on and just started pumping away. But then it got to the point where some people were starting to drive away and rip off gas stations. And then it was at nighttime you had to pay ahead of time. Now, pretty much everywhere you go, if you're paying cash, you have to go in and hand the guy a 20 or a 40 before you pay, before you pump. It, I guess I got kind of showing my age a little bit, but the trust factor is not there. In fact, I was even commenting about this with my wife uh, the other day when we went out to eat. It's ironic how when you go to a restaurant and you sit down, you order your food, you eat. What's to stop you from saying, oh, by the way, I don't have any money after right. you've already eaten? Sure. I mean, obviously, it's it's a it's a situation where I'm not really sure how a, a restaurant would handle that. To be honest with you, I guess they call the cops because you're not going to pay. But there, you would almost think that after you order your food, they, they would go ahead and run your card for what you ordered first. One morning, I used to work at like 4:30 in the morning. I was I was heading to work and I had to get some gas. <laughs> I go to get my wallet and realize I don't have my wallet with me, and I had to walk in there and ask them. So they literally took my tags. Uh, you know, or they took my tag number and they did all that. And I told them, could I come back tomorrow morning and pay for it? They had no problems with that. 20 years later, whether that exact scenario would happen anymore, I, I simply don't know. I, it, and to be honest with you, you know, I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have all that type, you know, I mean, I mean anymore you can do, you know, 150 different things. You could go to the, you know, to the ATM, you could go to here, you could go to there, get whatever you want. It seemed like our options were a lot less limited at that point. So I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know if at a restaurant, you know, remember back in the day it was, uh, are you going to wash the dishes now? You know, or whatever the, whatever the uh, little deal was. If you forgot your, you forgot your money, you had to wash dishes or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know if that ever happened. The old joke, you would bring your kids to the restaurant, eat right. dinner and tell them, Hey, hey, I, you're paying for this by doing the dishes. You know, right, my dad right. used to do that to me all the time. So. Right. It was always kind of like the little the little joke. Right. Anyway, I guess that's, you know, kind of sticking with the gum theme here. Another situation with guns up in Maryland, kind of my neck of the woods here with the with the with the problem with all the gun laws and the strict gun laws. Uh, there's a Maryland man suing a firing range out here for reverse sexism. I guess the, the idea is he was uh, he's pretty pissed. He pays a certain amount of money to go in. He. Pays a $15 entry fee to go in. It's in the Upper Marlboro area, by the way. And it's, this is a local firing range that he has been frequenting. They had a ladies' day, apparently, and he, he observed two women coming in, and the owner gave him a pass. They didn't have to pay. Sure. So he said, well, where's my free day? And they told him that basically this was just something they were trying to do for women. They've been doing it for a while. And he was pissed, so he took it up to the – he got a lawyer, and he's suing him. <laughs> yeah, $200,000 lawsuit against the firing range. So I can see both sides of the story because you don't get a lot of women going to firing ranges. 
So it's kind of a commodity if you can get if, if you could get the women to come out. No different than yeah, kind of like kind of like a bar where with yeah, the ladies, ladies night at the bar or whatever, right? And right. you get a bunch of horny guys going to the bar because they hear it's ladies' night. Yeah, but you know? how many of them are bitching about? Oh, it's ladies' night. Why didn't I get in free? Yeah, well, yeah, you that's know? that's the thing. How far do you want to take it? This story is ridiculous. This guy needs to quit being such a well, such a puss but, about everything. You know, everything. but that's the thing. I kind of see his point of view. Do you? Yeah, I mean, in a way, but, it's like you want equality across the table for everybody. You shouldn't be giving women a free pass on certain things. But in the same respect, it is. It, I guess I could see the argument being it's a private business. This is something that they're doing, so they have kind of the right to. But it's Ladies' Day. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's Ladies' Day. You, you know, I mean, why are you? I want something for free. I mean, come on, it's Ladies' Day. It that's what the whole entire point is. Why yeah, are you right. suing somebody for two hundred thousand dollars when it's Ladies' Day? Don't 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 expect something. I mean, you know, come back on another, uh, you know, long time customer appreciation day and get your free day. When it's Ladies' Day, you don't get that day. I mean, obviously, if they have Lady Year, then that would be one thing. But Ladies' Day, I mean, how often does this happen? I mean, and it and it even says it's been a long time staple at the club. Exactly. Well, that so, well, just so, like the article that I'm reading here for this also kind of plighted this towards uh, J.C. Penney gives haircuts to children that are that are of a certain age. You know, I, I believe it to be ten or younger. Somewhere yeah. So that. I'm supposed to go to J.C. Penney today, and well, you know, I was ten at one time. I want my free haircut. Yeah. Is, so I mean, I, like I said, I see this guy is being I a baby. From, yeah. He also has a history of suing other places, uh, oh, well, nail salons go. and that kind of thing, for the same type of thing. So it's almost in a way uh, that ambulance chaser kind of mentality. He's always going to a business, you know, trying to suck them for money. So you have a hard time taking somebody seriously when that's something they're kind of into. You know, this is not his first go around. So I, I don't know where that's going to lead. Maybe I'll follow this story here and kind of keep up with it. You know, you almost kind of see this as kind of one of those things going to disappear into woodwork, though. Or they're yeah, probably going to settle with him just to get it out of the, get it out. Because it says that he it says that the owner said it's Ladies' Day and you don't meet the criteria. No shit, you don't meet the criteria. You know, I mean, come on. If you if if you try to go up there and they say it's Ladies' Day, I mean, really, if you go to Ruby Tuesdays today. And you get a damn dessert for free because, or, or your wife gets it for free because it's ladies day. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to go, where's my dessert? You know, I, this is, this is, this is bullshit. I want, I'm going to sue you guys for $200,000. That's corny. The guy needs to quit being such a little sissy about everything. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like I said, I can see from both sides of the table. I kind of feel a little bit, I understand a little bit of where he's coming from in one respect, but in the same respect, I feel as though a business owner should be able to make certain decisions. We've come, we, we, we're in one of these PC kind of eras now where you can't speak your mind without getting in trouble. Certain things are obviously more radioactive than others, you know, like this senator or, or Aiken, you know, in his rape comment. That's going to be a very ra- radioactive subject, and obviously uh, it's probably going to cost him the election, and rightly so. It was an extremely stupid comment. Did you hear – getting back to this guy, this Mr. Hunter guy who, who, mm-hmm. was, who was the – he says, quote, anytime you get any kind of discrimination, it does hit home to a certain extent. I have children. If I don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Sooner or later, you have to stand up for your rights. Okay. If he was – He only wants to make it sound like they wouldn't let him in because it was uh, ladies' night. Yeah, because if it, if he was black and it was an all-white club or if he was handicapped or or 
you know, it's it's like they're saying you're not allowed in because this is an all female club. So you're not allowed in or whatever. That's discrimination because it's ladies day and they get in free for one damn day and you have to pay the five dollars or ten dollars for coming in. Come back tomorrow when it's not ladies day or whatever. You're still going to pay. I mean, I don't I don't I don't understand this guy's gripe. But I mean, again, if you said that he has a a history of doing this, well, that pretty well says everything. There's something else to look at here. The fact that he had to vet his lawsuit through the local government and they said that there's merit to it. So you have to kind of look at it. There's 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 a an ordinance apparently in the city and in the state of Maryland that sides with him as far as what he's saying. So. You can't give preferential treatment to a female base and not the male base. So they are kind of, in a way, I guess from what I've been reading, they are breaking the law. So there is some merit, and they allowed the lawsuit to go through. So then every nightclub out there, and I do mean every nightclub that happens to have ladies' night, they're breaking the law as well? Well, actually, in the state of Maryland, they uh, since 1986, you can't have a, a ladies' night in the clubs out here. Is that in, right? That's right, yeah. Wow. But moving on. Uh, the last two shows, I realized we haven't covered much sports, so let's get into a little bit of sports here. And I figured we'd, we'd talk about the most obvious thing. Is I'm not a bicycling kind of guy, but it's it's a pretty big story because Lance Armstrong, uh, they stripped him of his titles. Apparently, he kind of gave up on the whole fighting the doping, obviously steroids. Uh, it says here that Lance Armstrong was stripped of seven Tour de France titles, given a lifetime ban from the Olympic sports as he drops the appeal for doping charges. Right. Disgraced cyclists will no longer fight charges. He led sophisticated doping conspiracy, will not have to hear from teammates testify against him, but now leaves himself vulnerable. Apparently, uh, he's going to have to pay back millions of endorsements, right. or at least they're going to go after him for endorsements. I, see, I, I guess I'm kind of looking at it like either they have some really good proof against him, and he's kind of that's what he really doesn't want coming out, like all the testing requirements that, that they have to go through. They obviously have a paperwork trail, or the, where else would they be coming up with this? Right. Well, basically, what happened? Um, Armstrong claims to have beaten like 500 plus drug tests. Mm-hmm. However, the USADA claims it was the blood transfusions that Armstrong was guilty of. And I don't know if you remember back a few years. It was back in uh, 2010, I believe it was. His teammate, Floyd, uh, he, he confessed that uh, him and the other team members masked their trans, uh, transfusions by taking small injections of, of EPO. Which basically is a is a uh, anemia drug that prompts the body to create new red blood cells. So that's that's sort of what happened. Armstrong claimed over and over that he had beaten these drug tests, which technically he did beat the drug test because they weren't testing for the transfusions. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, I mean, we all know that the testing uh, process is a big ass joke anyway. I mean, oh sure, there's numerous ways to get around these testing. Sure. Uh, I mean, uh, by the way, I, I did want to say because actually I had this question myself. In case anybody doesn't know what the USADA is, it's the United States Anti-Doping Agency, mm-hmm. and they kind of regulate the uh, the testing for the Olympics and a lot of, uh, some of the other major events that are out there. I just wanted to say that before we kind of forgot to get that out there because sure, sure. it's obviously a big issue here with with doping and, and, and steroids. And when you say doping, but everybody what it, to me, what they really mean is steroids. And there's all kinds of ways to try to get around uh, the steroid issue. So, I mean, it's, you think about it, it's why wrestling kind of calls themselves sports and, entertainment. And you now. know what? That's funny because I was just getting ready to mention that. I mean, maybe 
just maybe if they made it their mission to test constantly, the athletes would take it a little bit more serious. Say, oh, sure. uh, for instance, just like in baseball a few years back, uh, with Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire, we all knew that they were, they were on steroids, but guess what? Nobody cared. Nobody gave a shit because we were, we were entrenched in watching this home run battle. Yeah. And, and it brought so much, uh, it brought so much viewership to the baseball scene. Correct. And, and, and like, and like you were just talking about with wrestling, Vince McMahon, knows that all his wrestlers got i mean we hell we all know that he was supplying them with with stuff yeah there's nobody books. cared yeah, nobody exactly. gave a shit you know it, because you when you wanted you to see the just, big men battle oh my goodness when triple h would walk out or people like that would walk out you were like oh my goodness this guy's enormous who would want some short fat guy wrestling you know another short fat guy. Let's let's face it. Back in the day with Big John Studd, when he came out to the ring, and then they announced John Smith. You know, wearing just the regular right. trunks as a nobody. Everybody knew who was winning. Number one, right. this guy didn't stand a chance all the time. Right, right. Yeah. So that's the whole idea behind the whole. You know, the doping, the steroids, the other drugs. There's all kinds of little gimmicks that they use to try to get around it. I guess the blood transfusions was a way to pass the test. The idea that he gave up after a two year long battle. Now. Either it says a couple of things. He feels as though he just right. doesn't feel like fighting it anymore. So I mean, I don't, I really don't know how he's going to get through this because uh, apparently the the U.S. Postal Service was donating a lot of money to his race team. Tens of millions of dollars of taxpayers' money have gone to to his race teams, and now they're saying that they might actually go after him, go after him for the money. So he's he's made quite a bit of money, you know, obviously being. A Tour de France winner and having all these titles, and now he might have to relinquish a lot of this money or pay it back. So let's hope he can pay it back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because it was very interesting to watch him. It was, I mean, you know, for the longest time he was quite the icon, and now to see it go down like this, kind of just, it definitely is. is it's kind of sad. It's heartbreaking, you know. Uh, when when a person wins the title, it brings a lot of fame to them. And you kind of hope you kind of put these people up on a pedestal and there's a lot of pressure, obviously, for them. But you want to see people do it legitimately. Sure. And that's why, you know, you kind of think, you know, Michael Phelps is a big bankable name from the Olympics. Everybody knows who Michael Phelps is. Mm -hmm. He makes a lot of money. When he had a little bit of controversy where he was sitting back with the bong, who knows what was going on? But it was Michael Phelps. And they really, really hit him with that story. So because that's the best they could come up with. There's a lot of pressure there. And I can I guess in that respect, when he says he's retiring, I can understand he's retiring. He's retiring as a competitive swimmer because he just doesn't want to be under that kind of scrutiny anymore, and it, and that's understandable. Right. Basically, you have to look at it and say, if you're gonna, if you're going to say no to steroids, then just test all the time. If you have said, well, we don't want steroids, football or baseball or basketball or soccer, or swimming or whatever it is that you're gonna do, if you're gonna say, I don't want them in there, then test all the time. It's either test all the time. Or A, don't test at all. B, test all the time. That's, that's the, that's the key behind it all. You, it, there should be no in-betweens. I mean, it's not, okay, we're going to test when we feel like it or, oh, wait a minute. Lance Armstrong has won seven titles. So now all of a sudden we're going to say, if, if somebody all of a sudden gets to the top of their game, like Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods is at the top of the game. What was the first thing they said? Steroids. Barry Bonds, steroids. And, you know, obviously he did. There's some people that didn't. Tiger Woods didn't, or at least has never been known to 
So I mean, maybe that's just what, well, that's what drives the fact. Some people are just that good. Some people are naturally that talented in life. And like, even when they aren't, they're never going to tell you the truth. And that's my right. biggest issue because you look at these sports events like the bodybuilding. Okay, right. Joe Weider had for the longest time been had been trying to get his his bodybuilding federation into the Olympics. The biggest issue with that is the fact that everybody's taking steroids. Why else would you have a competition called natural bodybuilding? Why would you call it that? That's a slap in the right. face to the other bodybuilding people because you're basically all but saying these guys are all doped up. So come look and see what the real people who really yeah. work their asses off. Because I've read part of, I've read articles, I've read books of people who've been in bodybuilding that they tell you how they get around all these different you know tests. There's so many loopholes. You know the wrestlers. You know they get a doctor to say they have low testosterone so they can take steroids. Well, what happens is if you taste, if you test for something like steroids and it comes up positive, but you have a doctor's note saying you're being treated by a physician, then guess what? They filter that out of the test. Right. Because you have a legitimate reason. Sure. So guess what? You didn't, you didn't test positive anymore. Right. Right. So, but I mean, it just seems like everything is a banned substance anymore. I mean, they, they literally have to tell, okay, well, I had a cold, so I took some Tylenol. You know, I'm being I'm being uh, suspended because I took you know this weight loss drug or this or that. Oh, yeah, I can't I mean, even. I mean, you can't even go buy cold medicine anymore right. without freaking signing a book and showing your driver's license because they think you maybe you're making narcotics at home. Oh, you don't even want to get me into that. I was just at CVS the other day. You know, I think it was like Sudafed or something. For Christ's sake, you would think that we had just. You know, we were trying to come in there and get cocaine or something, you know? It's it's a ridiculous uh, a maneuvering that you have to go through just to get something for colds. It's all because of stuff like this, though. I mean, it's because people have found out a way to cook all this up. It's like the whole debacle with the with the bath salt situation. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I'm so naive. I thought when they kept talking about bath salts, I'm like, how does soaking in bath salts make you turn right. into a, a zombie eating, you know, the homeless people or what? You and 95% of America. Were yeah, thinking. I'm like, what the fuck is bath salts, number one? <laughs> Why do they sell it at the gas station? Right. So I, I don't even know what this shit is. You smoke it? I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. Or you lace know. it with other drugs? That so, was like a um, 15, 20-day phenomenon. Now you don't hear about it at all. Exactly. I don't so, hear about it. But like Some I guy said, bites somebody's face off. It was the biggest thing that another person did. And the next thing you know, there's I haven't heard a word about it afterwards. Exactly. Uh, but like I, going back to the to the sports thing here real quick. I mean, like I said, everybody is these these guys feel a tremendous amount of pressure. No excuses, by the way. But mm-hmm. they feel as though they are being pressured to perform. Right. Look at your guy Des Bryant. I mean, for the Dallas Cowboys and what they're doing to him as far as the rules. Now, you want to tell me a little bit about what's going on with him? Yeah, basically what happened, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have set some pretty strict behavior rules for wide receiver Des Bryant. Just let me give you a little bit of backstory if you're unfamiliar. It, it basically stems from his many off-field and oh, back in his college days, just so many issues that, that Des has had. But his most recent arrest after allegedly, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there, allegedly hitting his mother in the face with a baseball cap. Okay, they got into a fight. Police were called. It's just been yet the next saga in in Des Bryant's life. Basically, sources are saying that now the Dallas Cowboys have implemented these rules of midnight curfew, no drinking alcohol, no strip clubs, must attend counseling sessions twice a week, and must have a rotating security team with him at all times. And those members 
have to drive Bryant to practices, games, and other team functions. Basically a chaperones. Correct, yeah. Like a glorified babysitter. A high, <laughs> a high priced babysitter is basically what Des Bryant has. My question, Zach, and, and I'm not even getting really into the sports aspect. I'm getting into, do you think this is going too far? Or, or do you believe after his many, many off-field, let's just, maybe you don't I, know well, his... Well, you know what, I guess I look at it kind of like this. Has he they, put it on himself, or is it yeah, going Yeah, well, I far? guess they felt like they had to do this, because, look, it's pretty simple. You want to keep your job? Then this is right. what you're going to agree to, because right. it's, there's the door. Nobody's that good. They're, I mean, obviously, they're willing to do all this for him, because he is good at what he does, but there's a certain point where you kind of cut your losses. There's a certain, how do I want to say, there's a certain mystique, a certain, there's a certain amount Basically of, being a role model. Exactly. I mean, it's right. like a fact that a pressure thing, but this guy's always in trouble. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, Michael Michael Vick got caught for what he did. He paid his price. He did his time. Uh, he paid his fines, and he's out there doing his thing again. He, he, he changed his ways, so you know, he you give him a pass because he's did what he's supposed to do to kind of get through society. This person here, he's always in trouble though. And almost as though it, because I'm a football player, I get a pass. Right. And right. I think that's the kind of stuff people are getting sick of. They're tired of hearing about celebrities always getting a pass every time they do something wrong for something like, let's face it. If we did half of what this guy did, we'd be in jail right now. If we were at our job and did some of the things and we had to sit in our supervisor's office Mm-hmm. and answer for some of the things that he's done. For instance, if the cops were called uh, and it said that there was any sort of domestic violence issues, I'm not so sure that they would just, you know, give us a slap on the wrist and look at me and go, well, i tell you what, Terry, you have a, you have a midnight curfew and uh, no drinking alcohol and no strip clubs. You know, I'm, I'm pretty positive that my job's not going to put out the money to hire a round-the-clock security team to make sure that I make it to work on time, that I make it to all work functions on time. I, they're, they're putting out a lot of money to make sure that he doesn't he, get in that trouble. That he does something any other responsible person does on their own. Right. Sure. Now, now I do have this, though. He, here's here's the question. Is it the fact – does this guy have mental issues or does he have behavioral issues? Because if he has mental issues, then he needs help. There's, there's no doubt about it. If, if there's mentally something going on, he needs help for it. However, if it's just behavior issues, then you know what? Facts are facts, and he just needs to grow the hell up. It's that simple. I mean, you, you're a professional football player given a lot of money, and whether you like it or not, and you know, I'm a sports nut. When you talk to other sports fans, they hate to hear the word role model, that just because you're a, an athlete, you shouldn't be a role model. Well, guess what? You are. The minute that you are on the television, the minute that you sign your name to the dotted line for whatever it is that you do, whether you're an athlete, whether you're in movies or, or a, you know, a singer, you kind of put yourself out there to be a role model. And by going out there and any sort of domestic violence or doing the stupid things that Des has done, you know, you have little kids watching and they think it's okay. And then next thing you know, they're, they're doing those type things. I mean, granted, parents need to be part of that. I get it. I understand it. If it's simple as a behavior issue for Des Bryant, then just grow up. You, you're getting too old for this. You, you have been put into the limelight by being a professional football player. It's time to see it from a different level. 
going, I'm, I'm, you know what? I can't hang with the people that I used to hang out with because they, it just seems that many of the athletes continue to hang out with the people that they continue to do bad with. I'm not saying that you need to go out and just, you know, I'm not going to hang out with everybody. But you know, if you're hanging with, look, I'm, I'm 38 years old and I had to come to a point in my life where I said, you know, when I got married and I had kids, I can't hang out. Yeah, Yeah. I can't hang out with certain people anymore. If I, I can tell you this, if I go out to the strip club tonight and I go out, you know, to two and three o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to be married for very long. That, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, being a professional football player, you're married to that team. That you have. You're married to the Dallas Cowboys. And if they look at you and say, this is my final opportunity before I let you go, before I terminate this contract, you better be looking in the mirror, taking a real long look in the mirror and saying, I need to stop this or else I'm going to go somewhere else. And then you're just going to be a problem, whether it's Detroit or New York or L.A., you're going to be a problem there. doesn't really make a difference. Well, apparently the Cowboys have a history of dealing with troubled players. They they do. hear about Adam Pacman Jones and and their nose tackle Tank Johnson. Adam uh, Adam Jones got into a fight with one of his own team-issued bodyguards, and they Mm -hmm. said eventually was suspended by the league. But when he returned, he didn't have any further incidents as a member of the Cowboys. Jerry Jones said the Cowboys had placed restrictions on other players previously, the strictest of rules. For a player, he said, no, this is not the strictest of, at all. So, so far, the preseason coach, Jason Grant and Bryant, has been outstanding in practices, and there have been no issues regarding him being late to meetings, practices, or games. Bryant did switch agents, leaving Drew Rosenhaus and returning to Eugene Parker. So, uh, who knows what's going on with this guy? Yeah, I mean, you know, basically to lay the whole Des Bryant thing to rest, the, the, the biggest question is, has he realized that this is... This is my last chance, or is he just going to keep doing whatever it is that he's doing? I hope because, you know, obviously being in the D.C. area, we as uh, Redskin fans despise the Cowboys. And, you know, you want everything bad in the world to happen to the Dallas Cowboys. But as a human being, you hope that. You don't want it to be. Well, you know, that's what I think. You don't want players out of this way. You want want this done. You want the battle on the field. You don't want the battle off the field. Right, right. You know, you want Des Bryant to to be as great as he possibly can. And, you know, hopefully that he can, whatever demons he's got going on there, he can can knock this garbage off and become the, the dynamic player that I know that Des Bryant can be. I've seen it. I've watched enough of it. Hell, last year I went to the Cowboys Redskins game and watched it firsthand how he can he can be amazing. But I can also see how he can be a, a absolute cancer to the team as well. And that's uh, that's the kind of stuff that I think a team needs to fight. Eventually, you got to get rid of people who are, are a problem for you. And if you're if you're too big, your name's big and everything. Uh, the bigger you are, uh, sometimes you got to make an example, and that's just that's just how it has to be dealt with. That's right. Uh, I'm sure we'll see a lot of this hashed out in the future. I do want to say one more time for everybody out there: go check out our Facebook page and go to our website at thestatementshow.com. So it's at Statement Show on Twitter. We've gotten kind of a nice big following going on on Twitter. So go ahead and check us out on Twitter. Go ahead and check out our YouTube channel. We've gotten pretty, we've gotten some good views on YouTube. Dame Drops. Dame Drops coming up next week and amazing food reviews, uh, fast food reviews. So uh, we've got some exciting shows coming up. Uh, We're going to cut this show a little bit shorter this week. Uh, We ran a little bit long last week and we want to try to keep our shows somewhere in the hour range or 45 minute, even half hour range in some shows. So, we don't want to drag it out. We do want you to come back, listen to the show every week, go to our website, and 
click on some of our affiliates. They've got some really good deals going on right now. So go to our website at www.thestatementshow.com or just thestatementshow.com. Come up either way. Take a look at uh, Terry's Ultimate Fantasy Football Guide, which is selling pretty well on Amazon. If you were interested in playing some fantasy football, go ahead and get his book and check out some of the tips that he will give you and see how successful you can be with it. Absolutely. If you have any questions, make sure you uh, give us a holler at thestatementshow at gmail.com. I would love to take your fantasy questions, NFL questions, baseball, basketball, soccer. Hey, bring them on. And especially now that we got my man Dame Drops coming on next week, send us some uh, emails. Send him some emails asking him, uh, you know, maybe there's something that you would like for him to try and and make sure you check him out because he's amazing. Exactly. I mean, I've watched some of his videos already, and I guess I'm going to do a little bit of a marathon here to kind of see what else he's got. But this guy is hilarious, and I know you're going to love watching him on YouTube. And He's got quite a following going. It's time to turn out the lights on another episode of The Statement Show. See you next week. See you. See you next week. Thanks for joining us at The Statement Show. If you like the show, go to our website at thestatementshow.com and click on one of our affiliates. Subscribe to our show at iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Also, check us out on Facebook and YouTube and at Twitter at Statement Show. For comments or concerns or to be a guest on The Statement Show, email us at thestatementshow at gmail.com.